What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Fantasy Besties Podcast right here on the Razzball YouTube channel. Appreciate Razzball. As always, thank you for hosting us here on the YouTube channel. Make sure you check it out, not only on Mondays, but check it out on Sundays as well, where they have the live start sit show from 10 to 1 every Sunday before the game start. Definitely check out Fantasy Besties on Twitter at Fantasy Besties. You guessed it. And you can find us on Twitter all the time. I'm at Fantasy Coach JB, my man at K Tompkins II or K Tomsky, and at Coop A Fiasco down there. What's up, fellas? What's up, dude? My cholesterol. (laughs) (laughs) That's all that cheese you got up there, bro. You guys eat cheese like crazy up there, don't you? I mean,. I'm a, a human. I'm. I have a stomach. I mean, I got. I can only do with what I got. So, Kim, my wife was gone this weekend, so I had quite a bit of cheese. I, I, I made my. I made myself a Uno's pizza and just kind of ate the entire thing over the course of the last two days. So nice. I mean, nice. dangerous fair, game. Dangerous every, game. You know, uh, the, what's the famous quote about a personal pizza? Like uh, any size pizza is a personal pizza. That's right, dude. That's right. <laughs> Did she go anywhere fun, Coop, or she just had to get away from you? She just, yeah, well, kind of both. She just went. Her and her parents went up to uh, to New Hampshire to hang out, but I had shows to do, you know, so mm. I stayed here doing that. Look at that guy. That's dedication, right there. That's right. Is dude. that an Expos hat you got on, Kev? Sure is. Got this I on Black it. Friday. It's only I love like- it. 15 bucks man solo screen that solo screen that let the world see that expose hold on i'm uh i'm the producer today so i get to oh wow. nice. fancy nice that's got serious rondell white vibes right there I love which it. well here's a t- trivia which current nfl quarterback did the montreal expos draft to play catcher tom brady tom brady <laughs> Yeah. He would have had to beat out Gary Carter. What team drafted Russell Wilson? Would have been easy, dude. He would, dude. He's a better hitter than Vlad Guerrero, senior. <laughs> <laughs> what team drafted the Russell Wilson? The Rangers. Yeah, yeah. Too good at this. We're too good at this. <laughs> we could do this all day. Right what about Kyler Murray? Rangers, by the way, Kyler Murray was drafted by the Oakland A's. That's right. And and the even more interesting random trivia is that his uncle. Calvin Murray was yeah. also a major league baseball player, and he was the batter on that pitch where Randy Johnson hit the bird and the bird exploded. Oh, okay. That was that Everyone was Calvin's uncle. That. No one remembers the batter. No one remembers the batter, but you remember it now. It was Calvin Murray. That's Kyler's uncle. So Small I was, world. I was talking to Raina this morning about how Deion Sanders used to play both sports at the same time, and she couldn't fathom it. She's like, why don't they do that anymore? Like, that would be so much fun. Because I was talking to her about how Deion's now the head coach at Colorado, and I was, you know, we were watching one of the press conferences, and we were watching his, like, introduction to the players, and I was, you know, she's young. So I was telling her, like, Deion was one of my favorite players growing up, and I, you know, I, I loved watching him. I was all about prime time. I would high step in the end zone. I'd do his little three step shuffle dance as my touchdown dance. Like that was my dude. And like I would always rock the chains and the earring and be like, look good, feel good, feel good, play good. And like, oh, that guy, right? <laughs> so I was telling her how much fun he was, and then I was like, and he also played baseball, and it wasn't like you know he played baseball. Like he was a starting outfielder. While yeah. he was a starting cornerback, it's like you don't see that anymore. But like you got guys like Kyler and like that could have played both. But I guess you can't play the quarterback position and play both. But will we ever yeah. see that again? I don't know, man. It's it's in insane level of talent. And dude, to put in the work, right? I mean, if you ask Twitter, you know, it's like. Derrick Henry should play on Sunday, then go play for the U.S. World Cup team, you know, and then we'd and then we'd win the whole thing, you know what I mean? Like the uh, the expectations, I feel like, are a little ridiculous. The fact that a couple dudes, Bo Jackson and Dion, were were able to, to modestly do it is insane, right? Yeah. So the the chances of that happening again in today's world, where everything's so specialized, probably pretty small. That's the key. I think everything is too specialized right now. Like you got. You know, people putting their kids into like specific training for a specific sport at such Travel a young age. That, and... Yeah, exactly. That it's yeah. like, all right, this is the lane we're picking and this is what we're going with. So right. I, I, it would be nice to see, but you're right. I don't think it's going to happen. So. There have been some crossovers, not at the same time, but guys coming from one sport to the other. You got the basketball players that play tight end. You have Hayden Hurst was a pitcher, 
till he got he got the yips and uh, yeah, it was Pirates pitcher. He got the yips, went back to college, played tight end. So some of the guys are just freak athletes, but tough to do it at the same time. Yeah, yeah. some guy named Jimmy Graham, I believe. I don't know if you ever heard of him. No, never heard of him. Is he, oh wait, the basketball player? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, then, yeah, 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 yeah. And then he finished his he finished his career playing football for a little while. Yeah, yeah. Did he I, play I with Mo Ali Cox at VCU. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> also, a little note. Also, if we want to go with the ba- uh, basketball to baseball crossover, Kenny Lofton was the point guard for Arizona in their Final Four team, I believe, in nineteen ninety. He was, he was. dude. Right. So my my uh, the Heisman Trophy winner that went and played basketball. Yeah, full time. <laughs> A buddy of mine from high school worked for VCU and he like worked in sports. He still works in sports. And he said that Mo Alley Cox was like the man. And he used to come and hang out at the baseball games with all the people in the fans, like rooting for the baseball team and just like hanging out with people. And they're like, you're Mo Alley Cox. And he's like, I'm just here to support the school. You know what I mean? Like he was like one of those dudes that was just like down for it. Like just a good dude. So it's always good to hear that. He was yeah, awesome he was too. Like I loved watching him. He made me some money those years. Those were the years that I was betting pretty hard. So that, I had a lot that of was the two matching. The, uh, the years he the, was The years you were, you were betting pretty hard, JB. So uh, since you turned eighteen through right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But let's get into what happened this week in football, right? Let's bring it right back to football. There was a lot of good football, things that happened right. this week. So. Start with first down, guys. What was the most exciting thing that you saw or, or just something that you want to talk about, Kev? What do you want to talk about? The A.J. Brown revenge game. Like, A.J. Mm. Brown was just a man among boys. Eight catches, 119 yards, two touchdowns, 162 air yards. I mean, the guy was just unbelievable. I mean, the whole Eagles offense really was unbelievable from the passing game perspective when you're looking at A.J. Brown. Devonta Smith had over 100 yards in the touchdown as well. Jalen Hurts. Uh, was fantastic. I mean, uh, they were just, they were very pass heavy. Like in that game, they, I think at one point in like the end of the first half, they were like 25 passes to like six runs. Like they completely flipped the script on the Titans. And with teams like that, with the Titans and then like the commanders, they were, they were pass heavy. So this is a very similar kind of game script where the Eagles just wanted to throw out and, you know, obviously they have the horses to do it. So it's really good to see AJ Brown, the team that shunned him, that said he wasn't, you know, they didn't have enough money to pay him go over to the, to the Eagles and just show up the Titans. It was, it was great to see. It was funny. People were surprised by the way that that game played out. Like, Oh, you know, they're such a great running team and they didn't run the football. It's like, well, you play to your strengths, you play to what the defense is giving you. And they went out and executed, man. If you're going to get your wide receivers to play that way, your quarterback to play that way, then not broken. Don't fix it. Right. I mean, that was a fun game to watch and it was good to see him go out there and ball out on the other side of things too. Burks came out and scored a touchdown. Unfortunately, he had to leave the game after that, but it would have been nice to see that battle back and forth. We'll talk about that in a little bit. That that bugged me a little bit with the the Eagles fans. Just I mean, and I know it's the Eagles fans. You know, they threw snowballs at Santa Claus. They throw batteries at everybody. But I did not appreciate them booing that call when it was clearly helmet to helmet. Guy got hurt, and also it's a fifteen yard. It's a half the distance of the goal penalty on an extra point. Like who cares? Like just chill for one second. Could you please, Philadelphia? Like, is that, is that so difficult? You know, and that's coming from a Boston fan, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> just relax, please. For one second, the guy's like on the ground dying and you're like, boo, go yeah. birds. It's like, can you please, can you please not dude for like one time? Right. <laughs> that was that boy, Joe Pep. He was at the game. He was probably right. there booing too. He yeah, was definitely like, there. Yeah, we're getting up. Go yeah. birds. No, yeah, definitely. 100%. Dude. Yeah. What about you, Coop? What was your favorite thing to see? And it wasn't Philly fans. I'll tell you, my fam. I, so I've gone on this rant multiple times, so I won't do the rant right now again for you guys because I've done it enough times. I think there should be an independent award for the best lineman in the league, right? Like, they, I think that. If Trent Williams didn't win at least Offensive Player of the Year, I'm not even asking for MVP, at least Offensive Player of the Year last year, then he's not, like, no one is ever going to. He was so good, and they need an award for the best lineman. Like, half the kids that play peewee football play line. You got to give these guys some respect. And this week, we saw that in multiple different spots, where the complete teams were the teams that crushed, the teams that have defenses, the teams that have offensive lines. No bigger example than watching Miami go up against the 49ers, where Miami 
was missing Tron Armstead and they were missing Austin Jackson. And the 49ers had Trent Williams. They had their line and they lost their quarterback. And it didn't matter because they had the defense. They had the guys in the trenches and they crushed. Right. And I truly believe that if the Dolphins had those two linemen, it would have been a much, much closer game. Right. So time to start disrespecting the offensive line. We need like the Anthony Munoz offensive lineman of the year award or something like let's get something on paper here. It's not that hard. Right. Give it a Creed Humphrey last year or Trent Williams or anybody. You know what I mean? But like, let's have some respect for the big boys because they obviously matter. We saw Start it. Start a petition. Start a petition. Mark I will. Tweeted. I bet he would. I bet he, he would. would. He absolutely right? would. But so. I love that, Coop, because we're so caught up in the fantasy world, right? Like everybody here and everybody that, you know, we talk to on Twitter and everybody who's checking into the show, like, we're not looking at those big guys in depth like we should be. We should we're not giving them the respect that we should. Like obviously we look at things like okay, you know, they have a good offensive line, so you know, we like that running back or you know, we like that quarterback who's a pocket quarterback because he'll have the protection or we look at stuff like that, but we don't look at it as in depth as we should and we don't give them the respect that we should because you're absolutely right. We're not drafting these guys, so their names are out of our mind. Like most people don't know the names to the offensive linemen on most teams. But when you talk about some of those guys playing at the elite level, not only do they change our game and our fantasy world, but they change the game of football and they make such an impact on the game. So I love that, Coop. I absolutely love it. Maybe we should do a draft next year where we go based on PFF score, right? <laughs> that would be you know, cool. do a little league, a little Lyman Punters League. Hmm? Oh, you said punter Linda's in. Linda's coming. Linda, Linda just woke up from a nap. Yeah. Right, wherever. Bruce Arians love. And she's gonna come in right now too. I know she said she was running a little behind. She might try to jump in. She's gonna pop in right now and be like, "Someone say punters." Punter, punters in there. Yeah. But I had, uh, yeah. There you go. As a big boy, I needed that. Oh, yeah. Respect on their names is right, Toronto. Dave. There you go, Dave. It's right. They deserve it. But I had my niece's baptism yesterday, so uh, we went out to lunch afterwards. So I didn't get to watch the 1 o'clock games as I normally would have on my couch, you know, watching all the games. But I got back for the afternoon games, and I think the best thing that I saw was watching that Cincinnati-Kansas City game. That was a lot of fun. There was a lot of back and forth, and you could tell that game meant something to both teams. It meant a lot to both teams. And Really, I mean, Cincinnati won by three, but they had opportunities to go up a couple of times. You know, that fourth down little sweet play that they ran. Like, I, there were opportunities there that they didn't come through. But, you know, it was awesome to see them go head to head. I love seeing Mahomes. And I wore this shirt. Guys, this is one of them shirts. It says Air Yards. This is one of the ones from, from my That's boy's nice. company. FirstOverall101.com. You see that? This is firstoverall101.com. You can get this and, and the one I wore last week and others. But yeah. I wore this because this is what Pat Mahomes looked like jumping into the end zone yesterday. When I saw him jumping into the end zone like that, I was like, I'm wearing this shirt on the show tomorrow because that was like Air Mahomes. Like, that's how much that game meant for both of those teams. He didn't want to lose three times to them. And yeah, Toronto, Dave. Firstoverall101.com, baby. It's hot. Ooh, they got a Konami Code shirt. I, this is my first time they on the website. Do. It's pretty sick. Hey, you can <laughs> the use... Volume. Oh, look at this. The Volume is King volume Basquiat. Is King. Basquiat yeah. shirt. Is that what that's supposed to be? Or is that more like a uh, maybe a Biggie style? I, I saw a Biggie because I don't know what a Basquiat is. but Look up Basquiat, dude. It might, it might be more of that, dude. But I might, it might be getting Language of origin, please. <laughs> He's a, he was a famous, he was a, uh, he was an artist that was friends with Andy Warhol, unfortunately passed away wow, we very, got very young. Henry. Yeah, man. But, uh, the thing is his art, if you look it up, man, you either love it or you hate it because it is, uh, it's something that I'll leave and it that's that. his type of crown. Oh, that's, that's his crown. That's his crown, bro. Yeah. I mean, Jackson Pollock is probably in the same vein where people look at it and they say, I could do that. You probably can't, but oh. at the same time. Pretty weird. <laughs> pretty weird. Pretty weird stuff. I hey, Joey actually... Wright. Joey. Yeah. Up, hey, Joey. Joey. I think I actually ordered that volume is king as a hoodie. 
So once I get that hoodie, I'll rock it on the show. But yeah, I, I definitely did order that one because it did look cool. So Basquiat or not, it's awesome. <laughs> Too cultured. No, I'm sorry we skewed you. We we led you astray. <laughs> you have been bamboozled, hoodwinked, and led astray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's that right. that that might be more of the Biggie Crown than the Basquiat one. But I mean, I'm just saying, take a peek. Take a peek. First overall, 101.com. Hey, and if you use promo code CoachJB, you get 15% off, too. I'm just saying. Mm. <laughs> Did you guys catch that game? Did you sit and watch that game? Or would you watch yeah, most game of it on Red Zone? Weird. That game I was them weird. Like, from the Kansas City side, that game was just so weird. But it, Cincinnati took away Kelsey. And so it pretty much had to come down to the wide receivers. And I don't think any of those guys were scared of any of those options outside of Kelsey. So basically they had to, they ran the ball quite a bit and they, that's how they had to make do. And that's why you didn't really get that Mahomes blow up game. But I mean, good for Cincinnati was more well-rounded than than Kansas city was. Right. Yeah. So teams have been doing this to both the chiefs and the bills, the, they, the cover two shell, but, uh, and I'm sure you guys are probably familiar with this from basketball. You guys ever heard of the box into one defense? Yeah. It seemed like they were running like a box in one, like like they just yeah. sat in the soft shell, give extra attention to Kelsey, like maybe even ran zone with one guy, just man on Kelsey. And Mahomes had all day long, right? He was roaming around back there, like looking for something to happen. You know what, dude? You're dropping Ty- a lot. Tyreek Tyre Hill wasn't down there somewhere. So he spent a lot of time waiting around to chuck it up to MVS. And, you know, MVS caught two of them for 70, which, but like, you know, with that amount of time, Tyreek Hill would have had five for 175 you know what i mean so maybe that's the answer is that the answer to stopping this team might be because nobody's really afraid of those receiving options like you said so you know if they're not getting open and they're not catching the ball when they are open then hey that's the way to play those guys Mm. yeah Mm -hmm. the answer is getting another weapon to be able to complement kelsey and that's consistent like juju just came back you know from being hurt you're mixing in all these other you know not randos but like they're clearly not on the same plane as even a juju like mvs sky Moore, who you know had no catches yesterday i mean it just wah, disappeared i haven't had Cole hardman obviously no ceh so they've been running off pacheco and McK- honestly jared mckinnon might be their second best like target on offense, like their be- next best player, and that's saying something after Kelsey and Juju. Got to get Coop out there. I heard Coop was nasty over at the expo. You got to get Toronto Coop out Dave. There. Yeah, dude, Toronto Dave knows, dude. I- I'd probably be more of like a one catch for five yards of an injury type guy at this stage <laughs> in my career, dude. But you know, I'm you know I'm reeling that in, dude. You know I'm reeling that in. Hundred percent catch rate. That's right, Toronto Dave. Two <laughs> targets, two catches, dude. Never been stopped, dude. Never, never. Ben, stop, dude. I saw that picture you've been coverage though. Uh, I don't know about that. Maybe First of all, leading. dude, you know that that touchdown, dude. We we had two deep, two men deep. I was the safety on the right quadrant. That was a touchdown on the left quadrant. All right, let's not let's not. I don't want to put the blame on anybody. Players make, players make plays, dude. Yeah, I mean, I I had guys. They actually really smoked us with that play. They ran, dude. They ran a post into my section that drew over the other safety, and then they ran the wheel route. With the wide receiver, uh, with the running back, they crushed us with that route, they dude. It was unstoppable. They played, played us, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Next year, dog. You were the mad lads working on that. <laughs> What's the question? Yeet Man looks like he's still in trade mode here. He said, Should I trade CD for Waddle because of the Cowboys' easy schedule? Meaning that you would trade CD and receive Waddle because I would uh, want CD. Right, I want C- I want the CD part of that. I'm a little bit concerned about Waddle, and I'll talk about that <coughs> in the, uh, the famous Kevin Tompkins injury report coming up soon. But Waddle, I mean, just add another uh, lower leg injury to what he's already been dealing with with his shoulder. So I'm a little bit concerned about Waddle going forward. But CD, I mean, he's He's breaking through that ceiling. Uh, he hasn't quite broken through it to join the digs and and then those guys in that tier. But like, I, I do like I, CD. I, I just worry about the volume. I know what Yee Man's saying though. This is what Yee Man's worried about. He's worried that teams just run all of the Texans, right? Like they're the worst run defense in the league by far, right? Uh, so they have Texans next. Then they have Jaguars, another one where it might need to not need to throw much. Then they have the Cowboys. I mean, then they have the Eagles, dude, which have Darius Slay, James Bradbury, and then they have the Titans. So not a great schedule, but I agree with you guys that like Waddle being the second fiddle and 
being banged up, I think I would just rather keep CD man. So I, I completely understand the thought process, Heat man, but you got to keep CD right now. He's just clear, far and away the best wide receiver on his team, whereas Waddle can disappear at times because they have other weapons. Right, and even if you think that you know they're going to go out and blow out Houston and they're going to go out and beat up on Jacksonville, they have to get that lead. And they're not just going to hand the ball off. And when Dak looks to throw, he's looking at C.D. Lamb. So C.D. is going to be a part of getting them to that lead, and then they're going to turn and hand the ball off. So, you know, I I like C.D. Even with that schedule, he's going to be a wide receiver one, and he's going to get the volume there because he's the guy there. So I would stick with C.D. on that one. Guys, a guy who's not a guy, Baker Mayfield, he got cut today. And he requested his release. And now speculation all over Twitter is, well, where's it going to land up? Is somebody going to claim him on waivers? And if not, if he clears waivers, then who's going to sign him? Because then he becomes a free agent. And there's a lot of question marks out there with quarterbacks right now that somebody might use his service. I know it's like it's Baker Mayfield. We're like, all right, you know, this guy couldn't even, you know, beat out Sam Darnold and PJ Walker. But there are guys that are playing right now. Purdy, Huntley, Wolford, even Matt Ryan, Russell Wilson, that like Baker may be better than or like teams may take a shot for next year. Like, I don't know, guys, you think he gets claimed? And if he does, where will he land? And if he doesn't, you know, who's going to sign him? Who's going to where's Baker Mayfield going to (laughs) be? You know what? I am like the thing is, dude, I think maybe part of it is because we do the show on better sports now. 7 to 10 a.m., Better Network, B-E-T-T-O-R, that, like, I just root for chaos, dude. It makes for the most fun conversations. So you know who I want to claim them. Do you know? Team Chaos? No, 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 no. I want the Rams. I want the Rams to slide in and block the 49ers, the division rivals, from just anything. Just don't let them have anything, dude. So I want the Rams to slide in because they obviously have a much higher claim because they're terrible. So you just slide in, grab Baker, and just make him sit there. You start John Walford over him too, but just block him, dude. Just don't let the 49ers have anything. Make him start their last pick of the entire draft, you know? So that's what I would do. I'm, I'm looking for – Kev, tell us what you think because I'm looking to find out what it's going to cost. It's going to cost somebody a lot of money because I was thinking that too. Like maybe somebody in the NFC who just wants to block the 49ers from getting him as a potential starting quarterback like might just jump out and do it. But I think it's going to cost somebody a lot of money. Yeah. Hey, Baker Mayfield, are you going to be worth a damn at any point this season? I'm not going to, so quit asking. No, like, all right. So I'm looking at like all these teams, like the Rams, I get that like competitive aspect and you can kind of equate that to fantasy where you want to like block your, uh, you know, if you're not in, if you're not in the, you know, playoff mix, if you want to block somebody to do it, like, I get that. I just don't know monetarily, you know, cause you'll have to pick up. I don't know what the, the deal is with that but just million one point one point three million to dunk on your opponents (laughs) this would be me dropping that 1.3 mil (laughs) i mean it's true they it's not like they have traffic they have to just bang well bang yeah every time every single time but but san i don't know what he really adds to the 49ers because you have to figure in i mean we talked about this actually before we hopped on here about Brock Purdy looked like he belonged. Like he doesn't have the greatest arm strength. Like I think he he could clock his throws with a sundial, but he puts it on his receivers and he put any he, and he checks down a lot too. So our generation is Alex Smith. Uh, if he can be that for C- CMC, like I love it. I love it for CMC. Uh, and you know, anytime you can throw the ball, you know, on a short A dot to any of those guys like a Devo or like a CMC and let them work in space, like that's great. So, you know, maybe he's a good vehicle for that in the interim, but I just don't know what Baker really adds to that. And then looking at like the Ravens with Huntley, I mean, I wouldn't take Baker over Huntley. I think it's just active sabotage. Kind of same with the Rams too. Russell Wilson, who cares? God. Um, And then, I mean, Matt Ryan, just that was that meltdown against Dallas in the fourth quarter. Uh, as somebody who had Dallas's defense and needed as many points as he could get uh, to make it more of a uh, a win for me, because I have Godwin and the other guy is uh, Rashad White, I believe. 
Um, and now I'm up 14 because Dallas got decided to put up like 30 points. Like it was beautiful. So um, I just don't know what Baker adds to any of these teams, honestly. So here's my thought. Coop made a point that I don't even know that he know that he made to me, right? Because he mentioned the Rams not having any draft picks. So you look at a team like the Rams that might say, you know what? We don't have draft picks. Let me grab this guy who was a good college quarterback that was a high draft pick. And maybe he just needs Sean McVay to bring it out of him, right? So like it might be a hey, you know what, for 1.3 milli, we don't have draft picks. Let's sign them and see what we got in them, you know? Hey, you know, who, you know who else was a really good college quarterback? Every single quarterback who ever played in the NFL. Except Josh Allen. Except- <laughs> <laughs> Brett Favre. Dude, Brett, Favre sucked. Brett Favre sucked in college, dude. That's the funny thing about some season. of those guys. Yeah, some of those guys weren't even good in college, but they were just like, all right, this guy's got a trebuchet for an arm. Let's see if we figure it out. It worked, but it worked. It worked with Favre and with Josh Allen. Both those guys are trash. Dude, Brett Favre's completion percentage in college was like 50%. Like, dude was just chugging, dude. But that was also like 95 years ago, too. Yeah. It didn't matter. And then he also played in like Division Six Southern Miss. Yeah. <laughs> Says the guy whose team doesn't even play in big boy college. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Hey, you know, I don't want to hear about it. In the, oh, the, actual, the actual college football playoff. That's why I'm smart, bro. That's why I don't have a college team. Can't even come at me, dude. I just well, I root for you know what? my my two favorite college teams are uh, Ohio State and Michigan. What you got to write for the <laughs> Nah, I root for both. <laughs> no, see, I adopted the pew pews for Linda, right? And I think they're still going to be my number two. But I said to Randa this morning, I said it to Twitter too. Like, I'm adopting the Colorado Buffaloes, man. I'm rolling with my man Prime. I got to go with Prime. You're outside your like one year fandom. That's either going to be yeah. That's either going to be amazing or it's going to be train wreck, dude. Did you did you see? And I'm here for either one. <laughs> did you see the clip where he just like told all the current players to jump in the transfer portal because he's bringing his own boys? Did you see no, that? that's not what he said. That's what, <laughs> that's what I saw, dude. He said, I'm bringing, it's not I'm what bringing... he said. It's what's going to happen. No, he uh, said, I'm bringing my out, baggage, dude. meaning that I'm bringing my two sons. One of them is probably going to be a starting quarterback, mm. and the other one's going to try to be a starting safety. Like, that's what he meant by I'm bringing my baggage. Not, no, hey, no, no. I'm bringing half the team and getting rid of you guys. Who's nope. the biggest Colorado booster? Like, who is, like, the biggest alum to ever come out of UC? Is it, like, Cordell Stewart? Is, is it? Point? I don't know. Dave Bakhtiari. Dave Bakhtiari just had an appendectomy, so he probably isn't doing anything for the next couple weeks. He could probably rustle up some some funds. They, yeah, the, the NIL money's coming in. That's what that's the word. That's the word. Welcome oh, yeah. to college free agency. It, it's ne- dude, it's never it's never like a player that played for them. It's it's some dude that, you know, that started like a taco truck that turned into like a hundred taco stands. Like those are the people those are the guys <laughs> the guy that come who in. Invented, like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly so yeah it's some new kind of paperclip like it's never the guys that you think like it's yep. just these dudes that have ridiculous money that just decide they're going to like buy a running back for the team exactly <laughs> how how i have no idea what's going on in college football as you could tell <laughs> <laughs> all i know is there's a bunch of ads for like mattress stores and like cam miller the ndsu quarterback is like front and center and he is a terrible actor like you can tell he is reading and could not remember his lines for the life of him you can see him like dart off to the side like clearly like a huge ass poster board with his lines on it yeah. <laughs> toronto dave put the put toronto dave's last message up is that an expos hat bro you got that's what happens if you get in here late dude we already did a close-up on the expos app man you're gonna have to you're gonna have to go on youtube after and rewatch. yep, yep disappointed yep. you dave not getting in here on time bro <laughs> unreal but guys disappointing also is that it's coming to the end of a lot of people's fantasy football seasons this is the weeks where like the playoff picture is taking shape and you know, we might be losing some of our people that come here and ask us for advice because their season might be over and we might not see them for a few months but even when you don't win, and guys, we're in a lot of leagues too. There are leagues I know that I'm in that I'm not making the playoffs, and I'm sure you guys have the same as much as you might not want to admit it. But every time, you can still learn from it. You can still learn from those teams. Look back at those teams. What did I do in the draft? What could I have done differently? You know, maybe I should have spent more fab on something. So, yeah, disappointing Elsa. You like that throughout a day, don't you? But we want to talk about what lessons we learned. So, 
what can you take from this season? Like, what would you take into next year's draft season that you might have picked up this year, you know, to improve upon your already stellar performances? And what could you take into next year and better yourself as a fantasy football player, Kev? Uh, This isn't really something that's like I just picked up on this like this year. This is something that's been going on for years now and people still have not picked up on it. It's people undervaluing rookie wide receivers and to that point as well, undervaluing second year wide receivers like these are the cheat codes to winning fantasy leagues. Look at guys like Jalen Waddle, who is wide receiver six. Uh, Amonra St. Brown, and then you got the rookies, Garrett, Garrett Wilson, Christian Watson, Chris Olave. Like these guys are league winners. Like especially Garrett Wilson. Like if he, if Mike White is still there, like we, what was the quote? That boy's a dog, man. He was out there controlling the huddle and never letting the moment get too big. Like clearly, Garrett Wilson is a Mike White guy. I mean, how could you not be when the other choice is uh, Mill Funner, Zach Wilson? But. Um, yeah, like these rookie and second year wide receivers are always devalued for some reason just because of I don't know if it's people they need to the need to see it people are the ones missing out. Like we oh I need to see him do it for a second straight year before I buy in on a guy like Jalen Waddle and then you miss out. I need to see, you know, and I'm guilty of this too with Amonra St. Brown. I need to see how this is going to shake out. Where if you took Amonra St. Brown you're clearly reaping the benefits. So, you know, that might be a flaw in my game where I need to, you know, now that we're seeing Christian Watson um, kind of in that same, maybe not with the draft capital, but, you know, he was a clear small school guy who we didn't really believe could be, have this kind of impact that he's had in fantasy. Granted, the touchdowns are a bit fluky, but, you know, he's clearly going to be a league winner, or at least is on the trajectory towards being that if he keeps us up. Uh, into week 15, 16, 17. So uh, definitely those rookie and second year wide receivers are going to be big buys. But the only, uh, fl- you know, the flip side of that is now more people are hip to that. So they their price might go up a little by little. But I just think that's one of the biggest edges that you can have. Uh, and you can take that with you almost every single season. Yeah, the hard part is figuring out which one is going to be the one. But you got to take those stabs, especially in best ball where it's like all or nothing. There's, you know, you'll learn that you if you draft too many Jacoby Myers and Tyler Boyds, you're already drawing dead, you know? So you do got to make those moves. Now, I want to talk about something real quick that I just learned. If you want to if you want to just learn just now while I was looking it up, if you want to talk about where the NIL money for University of Colorado Boulder is going to come from, dude, listen to some of these people that went there. First of all, 16 astronauts. The astronauts aren't going to donate, but that's a lot of astronauts, I feel like. It's a lot of astronauts. Dude, yeah. the money for the NIL, dude, guys like Jake Burton Carpenter, founder of Burton Snowboards. Oh, okay, there you go. Steve Ells, founder and chairman and CEO of a little uh, a little restaurant chain called uh, Chipotle Mexican Grill. Mm. Uh, Richard Fold, the uh, chair- former chairman and CEO of Lehman Brothers. Like they got some dudes over there. Sanford McConnell, president of McConnell, uh, sorry, McDonnell Aircraft, dude. That's a serious company. I thought you were dude. about to say of Sanford and Sons. Yeah, it's, imagine that, dude. He's probably he probably went <laughs> there too. Huh? Up in the NIL game. Yeah. I haven't even got to. I haven't got to arts and film. He probably went there too. I I would actually I would actually bet that he did. Dave so Kluge I mean, there? who? Dave Kluge on there? Um, he he hasn't made the Wikipedia yet, which is crazy because he's got so many followers. Yeah. We got to get that edited. We got to get him added. If he, if he did go there. Yeah. I'm not sure if he did, but my guess would be that he did, you know? So they got quite a bit of money piling in from these guys, dude. So I'm sure they're going to be just fine. Matt, I believe is a big Houston guy. So like any of those Texas schools, if he's got an allegiance to one of them, he's probably putting some money on them. Mattress Mac, dude, I would love to have a, a, I was going to say a beer, but he seems like the kind of guy that has no less than 10 beers every time he sits down for one like that dude is just insane with the bets on the astros and all that stuff that guy seems yeah. like he's awesome yeah. yeah yeah he's a lot of fun and he's not afraid either he just he trey, does it and he don't care trey parker and trey parker and uh matt stone both oh. went there yeah from they got that south park though they bought they might be richer than everybody dude might be right <laughs> they got like a tony award from that uh was that uh the, the mormon, mormon. Yeah, dude, that, yeah. that was all. I we, we went to see that. It was awesome, bro. So I've seen that. That was good. 
Yeah, I don't know if they're really going to be donating NIL money to Deion Sanders, but I like to think that they might. Hey, you never know. Coach Prime. Coach Prime is right. Could get primed up, dude. Primed up. So, yeah, that's... Hey, you know what? If he can work out the Coach Prime, like, get that trademarked, um, he can work out a deal with Amazon, like, there's their NIL money. Now you're talking, dude. Dude, he would... Have... Good luck getting that trademarked, bro. I'm sure they got all Bezos that stuff. Prime. Oh. <laughs> you lose money trying to trademark that when they come for you. <laughs> well, I don't think that getting an NIL deal is what your lesson was either, Coop, because I don't think we're going to get those here on the <laughs> Fantasy Besties podcast. But, Kev, I love that point that you make because that was one of the things I was going to bring up too because I was that way too with the rookies specifically. Like, not the second-year guys because I did have a, a fair share of waddles, but – the rookies, I look at those guys and say, all right, it's going to take some time. You know, they have to earn it. They got to be, you know, uh, Garrett Wilson's going to be behind more. And, and you know, Alave is going to be behind Michael Thomas, who's looking healthy. You know, and it, it makes me put them a tier or two lower than they should. I would still draft them. But then by the time it gets to me, somebody else has already taken them because they didn't have those same fears to the extent that I did. So, I did miss out on a bunch of them. I got a good amount of Garrett Wilson, but I'm really salty about missing a lot of Olave. Like, I got him in my dynasty league, thank God, but, like, I like that guy a lot. And Christian Watson wasn't the guy that I was really getting either because he was just going around or two before I was I was slated to pick him up. So I like that point, Kev, because it is something that moving forward now, a lot of people, like you said, are probably going to be looking at, but you just got to get them in that right tier. If you get those rookies in the right tier, they can come on at the right time and Boom, take off for you in a playoff time. I like that one. What about you, Coop? So in the chat, Mr. Scamper says, call me when Chef Boyardee gets the NIL deals. I like that. The thing about the original Chef Boyardee is that he immigrated over from Italy back in the early 90s. And their current C, so he actually passed away in 1985. Rest in peace, peace to Chef Boyardee. The current CEO, Sean Connolly, he's a Vanderbilt guy. So... Maybe he gets in. Maybe he dabbles in that too. But I don't know if if the chef himself gets deep in there, dude. So, fortunately, Andy, uh, Andy needs that, all the help they can get. Yeah, Andy. Yeah, Andy <laughs> needs that. They need that boy RD dough bad right now. But I mean, so does so does uh so does Colorado. Get off that Franco American. Get into the boy RD <laughs> money. That boy Drew DeLuca is in the house. He said he's a good paisan. Yeah, he is, Drew. Hey. He's a good paisan. <laughs> Big FF Aristotle. Look at that. Now you got to get a new hat, Kev. (laughs) I mean, uh, all he needs to switch this out for the green and we're good. Dude, nobody. I'm not getting any compliments on my hat, dude. What about no love for Corey Billy's airboat rides? What the hell? Is that your NIL deal? That's right, dude. Sponsor. Sponsor, bro, dude. You get to check out the. You can see all the gators and snakes you want, bro. He did even let you hold one. He let you hold one. Dude, this guy's like, he's like, here, hold this gator. And then you look at his arms and he's just covered in gator bites and like scratches. I'm just like, dude, I don't want to touch that no, that reptile. I will I did hold it, but I was scared. I will admit yeah. I was scared. You use just promo you, code coop to for use uh, promo code. Yeah, use promo code alarm if you're ever at uh Corey Billy's airboat rides down in in the Everglades uh, way. You get to Naples and you just drive south until it gets scary. And that, then you, then, then you know when you're, then you know, just pull over somewhere, and then you'll know that Corey Billings Airboat Rides is there. It's the the only exit off the highway once you get that south on that side of. Uh, yeah, yeah. You get the punch card. You get you get your fifth one free after four. That's right, dude. Yeah. Coop, you're famous for dropping the dudes all over your podcast, but you just dropped a bro dude. Like you just hit a straight bro dude, <laughs> like back to back. I was like a bro dude, like that's bro like, dude, whoa, Corey Billy Airboat Ride bro dude. Yeah, that's a you're. Only gonna get that on the uh you're only gonna get that on the besties dude now the morning the morning show we're not dropping a lot of bro dudes but besties dude the bro dude that's that that's that cory billy that's that cory billy promise that's that cory billy (laughs) that's what you're getting that's what you're getting out here boys you came from (laughs) oh man all right what are you teaching the people coop I just Other did. To, I just taught. I just taught. So, dude, I feel like I just used my time very wisely. It had nothing to do with fantasy football. <laughs> Sixteen astronauts, bro. Yo, you don't play Devi. You don't play Devi, dude. <laughs> Imagine. All right, Colorado <laughs> Buffaloes, baby. <laughs> JB, what do you got? What do you got for everybody? <laughs> 
Well, honestly, you know, I was going to talk about what Kev was talking about, but I think what I'll go with is don't panic trade because there were a league or two that I was in that I got hit hard with injuries. And I saw Eric in the chat. Yes, Pros with Joes was one of those where I got decimated with injuries. I mean, we had Tua and Dak. So there was a period of time where we were like starting Carson Wentz. Like it was that bad. And then just when we started to make a move, yeah, Dave, we started to make a move, and then we lost Najee last week. Then we started to make a move, and we lost Ken Walker this week. So it's like we just kept getting crippled with injuries. But there was a couple of other leagues, like my home league. Like, I panicked because I had Javante and I think Penny, and, like, I just lost my running backs. And I got to a point where it was like I didn't have a starting running back one week, and I was starting, like, you know, Rex Burkhead or something like that, just hoping that he would score three points. So, like, I made a panic trade and and it happens. You know, you get to a point in week four, week five, like what I'm telling myself right now is pump the brakes. Week four, week five, I can get by with Rex Burkhead in my running back spot. And if I lose that week, then guess what? I got another guy that might come up next week. I could hit the waiver wire. Somebody might emerge that following week. So take the L week four. Don't trade away a stud to just get a, a filler in there, you know, like, don't panic so early in the season because it is such a long season. Even with pros and Joes, like, you know, we were decimated. We were losing game after game, and we were still able to make it up in the back end, just barely missing the playoffs. So you can make it up. You don't need to panic so early. If you get hurt with injuries, don't panic trade. Don't trade just to fill a spot for a week. Like, just pump the brakes a little bit. Get by with what you can. And then as you get to that second and third quarter of the season – that's when if you're still down there, you might have to make some moves. So don't panic, Dave. Don't panic. That's what we're getting at, bro. We got to chill now. We got to take it back a notch. We got to chill a little bit next year, right? Now, I will say, on the flip side of that, I did have a couple of leagues where I was offered trades for guys that I was stashing, and I was like, no, 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 I'm going to need these guys when I make the playoffs. And then I did not make the playoffs. Specifically, I had two trades in my inbox. And I actually checked my inbox, which I rarely do. But I had a trade for where I would give up Dallas Goddard, which I didn't take. And now he's on my team and I'm not going to make the playoffs. And I had another one earlier in the year where I could have uh, made a reasonable, which, you know, in hindsight, it would have been an amazing trade. But I would have been giving up Jamison Williams, which was like, to me, is a nothing asset. He's never going to play for the team that didn't make the playoffs, you know, so... Uh, but I was, dude, I was too set in my ways of being like, oh, I'm going to make the playoffs because I'm a fantasy analyst. Well, I did not make the playoffs. So, you know, sometimes you got to make those trades. Don't panic and do it, but sometimes you got to look for the games that are five inches in front of your face versus the ones that are off in the distance that you might never make it there. Yeah, the forest through the, for the trees. Exactly, bro. Exactly. Like, we, I thought I could ford the river and just brute force my way to the playoffs. Did not happen. So sometimes you got to do that. Sometimes you got to make it there. Hey, Coop, you got a trade sitting in your inbox in the Fantasy Besties Dynasty League for Christian Watson if you're looking to get younger on that old Dusty squad. So just saying, you got a trade sitting in your What's inbox. the trade? Just tell me what it is. No, you got to come out get this trade. Dude, sleeper. You, you tweeted me about getting Christian Watson. You don't even send up, send anything to me. I told you, come get him, and you didn't answer, you didn't answer it. Dude, answer is it just me? You had the wherewithal to send that to Coop. That's fine. Sleeper oh, never works on my computer. Player I wanted, you don't. Uh, I'm, right, I'm like it. second in that league, dude. Yeah. Amari Cooper for Christian Watson. I might do that, dude. I know you might. Is there anything else included? It's just that. Kev would smash that. Mm. Probably would, honestly. <laughs> it goes know. against I... my. It goes against my mantra of burning this team to like trying to win immediately and then just like driving this train into the ground. Kind of completely goes against what I've been trying to do. Live might... except on air, Dave. I like I'm it. I'm thinking about it, dude. Is your team your team's good though, dude? My team's not good. My team's not, not making the playoffs. You're not making the playoffs. Yeah. I could I could take Watson. Let me see what I got going on here. Oh. Got an extra third for Mola. Uh, Toronto Dave said you scared. Looking trying to come up with something before you accept it too. How do you feel about <laughs> Albert Akui Boonham? I'll even package Watson with Alvin Kamara for somebody too. That's what I was trying to get out there. My receivers are like this. I got. Whoa, whoa, what are you thinking for that? What are you thinking for that? I, I I might. It'd be cool to do a trade like that, and then I would have Barkley 
CMC, Camara, yeah, and and Zeke, and just have all my old boys, dude, and Fournette. My team is gonna fall off the cliff so hard, bro. <laughs> so I'm big... to balance out the age for I'll be my only player that's under like 27 years old, dude. <laughs> Why did I do that trade for Robert Woods and Michael Thomas? I, yeah, my team is in what? shambles. I traded my first round pick, I think, for Robert Woods and Michael Thomas. Yikes. I don't have picks in this league at all. None. I was close. I was close to a deal with Norton. Rob Norton and I were going back and forth this morning, but we just we couldn't get there. We were very close. We were trying to do a package with Kamara and and Watson. I think he was valuing Mixon a little higher than me, so we couldn't quite get there. But, hey, I'm leaving it there for you guys right now. I know, Kev, you got some work to do. You got another hat to wear right now. So we'll get back to this trade conversation. You know what I'm going to do right now? I'm going to cancel this outgoing offer to Coop, so that way we have time to talk about it. I just it. accepted it. Oh, you didn't? <laughs> ah, I tried to get it. I, tried, I wanted to do it, dude. I tried and to Toronto Dave is right exactly now. right. Toronto Dave is exactly right. You're not going to do it because you're scared. That's right. That's yep. correct. I withdrew my offer from William. I'm withdrawing my offer from I got to win this league, bro. I got to win the I'm league. I'm withdrawing dude. my offer from Loop right now. So you two are the front runners to the Christian Watson, Alvin Kamara sweepstakes. If you'd like to make me an offer, you know where to reach me. But mm. right now, mm. we got to go to the Kevin Tompkins Injury Report. Well. That sign might totally fall over, just an FYI. Um, welcome in to the Kevin Tompkins Injury Report. I am the aforementioned Kevin Tompkins, not a medical doctor. Uh, we will be referencing some people that are medical doctors, or at least closer to medical doctors than I am currently. Uh, let's go over to the San Francisco 49ers, where Jimmy Garoppolo did uh, was ruled out quickly after being tackled awkwardly, and he broke his foot, will require surgery, pour one out, for the GQ model, Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo, he's out for the season. 49ers will turn to 2022 Mr. Relevant Brock Purdy, and his propensity to check down to running backs is going to be huge for Christian McCaffrey, uh, evoking memories of one Alex Smith uh, pre-spiral fracture. Kenneth Walker uh, for the Seattle Seahawks suffered an ankle injury in the second quarter of uh, yesterday's game against the Rams, did not return to the game. DJ Dallas took the reins with uh, the former Saint running back, Tony Jones. Both actually suffered Ooh. ankle injuries in that game as well. Um, so it is quite the mash unit. Uh, who knows? He might end up, end up signing like Adrian Peterson, and then we're all like scrambling to the wire, and we're all screwed. Uh, but if uh, one of those guys is healthy, if it's if we're all three are healthy, obviously Walker will be the start. Walker can't go. DJ Dallas is likely to take most of that rushing work for Seattle. Um Against Carolina, pretty good matchup there. Uh, Traylon Burks, uh, shout out to Britt Flynn for I know she was uh, in her feels uh, after Traylon Burks got hit uh, after his 25-yard touchdown was ruled out with a concussion. So, of course, that means concussion protocol. Uh, so he'll have to get out of that before he has a shot of playing in week 14 against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, we did talk about Jalen Waddle for a minute, but did play through a lower leg injury, uh, only played six snaps out of 20 in the second half. Um, when he did leave, he was deemed questionable, obviously returned and felt fine enough, but still, uh, add his injury to the long list of injuries. Like he had a shoulder injury still working with that. So, uh, he's pretty banged up as the second option in Miami. Um, so, uh, certainly something to keep tabs on, uh, Cortland Sutton also, uh, came up with a hamstring injury in the first half against the Ravens and did not return head coach Nathaniel Hackett called day to day. Uh, Sutton did not return as week 14 is in jeopardy. As we know, though, hamstring injuries have been pretty much week to week in nature. So, um, I know Nathaniel Hackett also not a medical doctor myself, not a medical doctor, uh, but I'm going to take the reins over. Nathaniel Hackett, former Syracuse offensive coordinator, uh, was totally uh, kind of worthless uh, in, in that capacity. So, yeah, uh, very interested in seeing what happens with Cortland Sutton, but also disinterested in the Denver Broncos in totality. Guys? Yeah, I think everybody is, Boom. including Linda. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah, you crushed that one, Kev. That was a Broncos. lot of injuries. Broncos stink. What's the worst team, Broncos or Rams? 
Texans. Texans are bad. Those are the three worst teams easily. <laughs> um, not meant, not much on the waiver wires this week. Um, you know, we had a lot of injuries, but not much picking up the slack for those injuries. Um, Coop, tight ends, man. There's a couple of tight ends that are worth picking up, though, aren't there? Dulcich, you got to add, dude. He's got good schedule moving forward. You know, he's got the week one of the playoffs. He's got the uh, the Cardinals. So you got to get him in there. He's 37% owned. Evan Ingram, 43% owned. Pretty good game out of him. And then if you're in a deeper league, pretty much everybody dropped Daniel Bellinger when his eyeball fell out. So he's at like 2% owned, but he has had really good route participation. Five targets this week, caught all five of them. You could do worse. You could do worse than that. So that's where I'm at. All right. I like it. What about you, Kev? Um, there's a couple guys that I really like. Uh, one is kind of someone that's been hanging around in the periphery of the waiver wire. That's Donovan Peoples-Jones. Uh, Watson, as he starts to get his uh, feet wet a little bit, uh, that passing game should start to open up a little bit more. Um, a pretty down game, but it's also his first game in two years. Um, yeah, that uh, return touchdown, of course, but the, um, DPJ is running 96% of the routes. He's run, I think, uh, over 90% of the routes in like every game in the last like seven or eight games. So, um, yeah, that's why I'm surprised where you're seeing him on a waiver wire because it's definitely not a league that I'm in because I got him all over the place. According <laughs> uh, to Yahoo, I believe he's only like 53% rostered. So, um, yeah, it's uh, he is somebody that you can probably grab uh, pretty cheap. Another guy just coming off of injury too, Jahan Dotson, who got back to running a high share of routes as well. Uh, went five for 54 with a touchdown, uh, 90% of routes. So that's somebody that's while the Washington offense is not the most fruitful of fantasy uh, environments, still somebody next to Terry McLaurin. I mean, we've seen Curtis Samuel kind of drop off a little bit. Uh, Logan Thomas isn't running the uh, shares of routes that he's typically run before he got hurt last year. Uh, so it's pretty much wide open. And obviously Jahan Dotson has a big investment as a first round pick for the commander. So uh, definitely like Jahan Dotson on the waiver wire. Yeah. Two good calls there. Kev. both guys that could definitely be relevant as you enter your playoff stretches here. Um, before I get to mine, I know Coop's got to run, you know, don't want Coop getting in trouble. He just got married. So can't get in the doghouse with the wife yet. So Coop say go, go bucks and sign off. Go bucks. <laughs> sign off. Later gang. <laughs> 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 um, I, I only really have deep dives, Kev, because like I mean, Cam Akers is a guy who, like, sure, if he's hanging around there, if nobody picked him up after Henderson got traded, I guess he's worth the look now, getting all the volume he saw yesterday. But I mean, guys like Tutu Atwell and Isaiah Hodgins, if you're in deep league, I mean, they're guys that are out there. They're getting burned. They're like Isaiah Hodgins scored a touchdown last week, and people are like, Oh, he just scored a fluke touchdown, but he also scored a touchdown on Thanksgiving. I played him in my DFS lineups. He was my dart throw of the week, and he scored a touchdown that got called back to an ineligible man downfield. And it's like, come on! He was a $3,000 dart throw. So, really, he scored a touchdown in back-to-back weeks. One was just called back. So, he's playing the outside wide receiver role there in New York where there's not many options. So, these are guys that are out there getting burned. If you're in a deep league, snatch them up. Never know where you might need them. Yeah, I don't mind Hodgins at all. Uh, he's running a ton of routes. Like, he's running, like, 85 to 95. But, like, it was weird because the Giants were almost trying to just cycle through a bunch of guys and seeing what would stick. Uh, obviously, Slayton was there. He's been there for a while now, and he's stuck. But they went through, like, the Marcus Johnson phase. They also went through the Richie James phase. Then Wandell Robinson got hurt, which pr- brought Richie James kind of back a little bit. But Hodgins has been there. He got uh, claimed from the Bills. Uh, and he's been pretty much running on the outside uh, opposite of Slayton. So um, as an option there, that's kind of under the radar. I like that. Yeah, I like it too. And and Drew actually chiming in here with one of his own here for us. Ty Johnson, also a guy that's not that sexy, but he scored almost as many points as Zonovan because he is getting that pass catching work. And I mean, his name's not as cool as Zonovan too, but you know, Ty is pretty, pretty tight. Ty is pretty tight. He is my RB2 in King's Classic uh, right now. I No, I swear to God. I, I believe him it. Up last week. I picked him up last week. He scored, you know, that touchdown. Um, you know, he's – he. I was starting Rex – like, I, you, you talk about starting Rex Burkhead. Like, that's been me in King's Classic because I've had J.K. Dobbins and he's gotten hurt. I've started guys like Caleb Huntley, uh, McKissick. Like, the ever eternal search for an RB2 – like I will MacGyver those until the day I die. Da- day I die. But Ty Johnson has been fantastic, and Mike White will check down. So I yep. do like that. 
Yep, absolutely. I like that one too. Speaking of King's Classic, I know you've been doing well in it, and I, I think that we were talking earlier, and that's what you're looking forward to. We got Saints at Bucks, so you know, obviously, I'm looking forward to watching my Buccaneers play. But Kev, you have a King's Classic matchup riding on this game, don't you? Yeah, um, I, I, I'll just go with my like my lineup right now was just filled with just duds. Like I had Jalen Waddle, I had Cortland Sutton. Um, just a bunch of guys that disappointed. So right now, somehow, uh, I also had AJ Brown, which pretty much helped uh, keep my team afloat. Same with Joe Burrow. Um, let me look at it right now. Yeah, Ty Ty Johnson. Like I said, Jacoby Myers only got me five points. Uh, I do need 22, 22.1 fantasy points from Chris Godwin tonight, uh, going up against fantasy football legend Scott Pianowski from Yahoo. So nice. uh, definitely need that. I am nine and three right now. So uh, need that win big time uh, to stay afloat with Marcus Grant uh, at the top of the Kings Classic auction. Well, you know, I'll be rooting for you, Kevin. I'm hoping that, you know, Tom Brady has a big game. Obviously, uh, you know, as a Bucks fan, I want the Bucks to win the game. Um, I have a matchup that is like a big matchup fighting for a playoff spot in a league that I really want to win that I'm down five points and have Tom Brady. So knock on wood, I should be okay there. But there's a guy in the league that I really hate and he's in a tight matchup and I want him to lose. And he's got a lave. He's down three points and he's going against Mike Evans. So I'm just hoping Tom Brady throws touchdowns to Mike Evans for him. Touchdowns to Chris Godwin for you and the Bucks offense just gets clicking again. But I really want to see how that white four net yeah, there you go. I want to see how that White-Fournette split looks now that Fournette's back in the game. And, and I'm curious to see because White, before the bye, before Fournette's injury, looked like he was starting to gain momentum and kind of eat at Fournette's role. And Fournette was looking slower. He wasn't looking as explosive. So I'm curious to see with them both back in the mix how that's going to play off. So, you know, as the Bucks look to make a playoff push in that miserable division, I want to see how that running back room works out. Yep, very interested in that as well. I just want to. I just really hope that Rashad White has kind of carved out a role too, because I mean, we've seen what he can do. I mean, he's shown some efficiency. So him alongside of Fournette, I don't know if it's going to be quite the Zeke Pollard split where that kind of ended up last night, but I mean, I think still think White can capture you know thirty five to forty percent of snaps and at least do some damage, uh, especially in the receiving game. So uh, if Fournette can be the banger and White can you know, kind of clean up everything around that, then that's going to help both guys. Hey, the more playmakers that offense could put around Tom on this playoff run, more the merrier, right? Final thought, Kev, what's your final thought football or otherwise? Um, Stay warm. Uh, it was uh, negative two. Well, right before uh, red zone uh, yesterday, right before the Packers game, I should say, it ran out uh, literally and almost uh, ate it and cracked my head open on the pavement. <laughs> Because uh, had to run out and shovel real quick, but oh, uh, yeah, just just stay warm and uh, that's all I got. I don't really have much. Hey, uh, that go, works. Go that's Tampa. <laughs> yeah, I like that too. No, I mean, I, as everybody, I you know, you're seeing it with the economy and with people losing their jobs right now. You know, where we've entered into December, so anybody that's lost their job or is out there looking for a job, just keep your head up. You know, if anybody in this community needs help. There's plenty of people here that you can reach out to. If you got kids that you're worried about, you know, putting a present under the tree for your kids, you know, reach out to any of us in this community. That's what we're here for. Um, luckily, I'll get to be a part of the Toys for Tots drive again with Sal out, Salito out here in Long Island. Looking awesome. forward to that for Fantasy Cares. That was awesome last year. So, again, another thing from Scott Fish and Scott Fishbowl that that Fantasy Cares community. But Anybody that's struggling right now, it's a tough time. It's the holidays. Make sure that your kiddos are taken care of. You know, there's a lot of people you can reach out to if you need the help, but just keep your head up. Keep grinding, keep plugging away, and, you know, reach out to connect with people. It's not what you know, it's who you know. Reach out, make connections. You'll get there. You'll be all right. You'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, Drew, it is. It is. I look forward to it. Last year was awesome. Sal invited me to join him for it, and we were just filling shopping carts up at Target, bro. Just filling shopping carts with toys, bringing them up to the register, and just ringing them all up. And then we were like, oh, we still got more money. Go back and fill another cart. And we're just running <laughs> Oh, yeah, I went to the sports aisle right away. I was grabbing football, soccer balls, basketball, filled awesome. up a whole cart in like five minutes. So it was really cool. And it's awesome to feel it's a great feeling to give back like that. So looking forward to being able to do that again this year. But 
Hey, it's football time, Kev. It's it's 8-17. We got kickoff. I'm about to go upstairs and eat some pastelis and watch some Buccaneers football, man. So thank you to the audience for checking in. Thank you for everybody who chimed in on the chat. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Thank you for Razzball hosting us on the YouTube channel. Definitely make sure you check out Razzball's YouTube page. Check out the Fantasy Besties Twitter page. Check out Razzball.com where you can find the audio of the show afterwards. For Kevin, for Linda, Coop and Loop, I'm JB Barry. We're the Fantasy Besties. Have a great week. We'll see you next Monday. And go Bucks. Go Bucks.